Greetings, Blazer Nation, and welcome to the UAV Collab Fan Podcast, your premier bi-monthly podcast for information on finance, accounting, and money. Brought to you by the Collab School of Business's UAV Department of Accounting and Finance and the Reading Institute for Financial Education. So, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Hey y'all, what's up, what's up? I'm Marina Messina, Visiting Instructor of Accounting here at the Collat School of Business, and I'm your host for today's episode of the Collat Fam Podcast. Today's guest is Nolan Sanburn. Nolan is an alum of the Collat School of Business, and before coming to UAB, Nolan took a bit of a non-traditional path being a professional baseball player and played for the Birmingham Barons in 2015 and 2016. During this time, Nolan has bought his, bought his first rental property and made passive income his obsession. Since then, he's purchased and flipped over 20 properties and currently owns 91 rental units while dabbling in the infinite banking world. So welcome, Nolan. Marina, thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. So excited. Happy to be back in Collat. Yeah, it's the first time I've been back in the business school in, since I graduated, so it's it's. Uh, not a lot has changed, but everything's changed. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things, what is the saying? Um, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll start today. And why don't you just tell us a little bit more about you and your path to Birmingham? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Kokomo, Indiana. It's about an hour north of Indianapolis. And um, I played baseball there and then um, graduated high school, went and played baseball at Arkansas for a couple seasons got drafted to the Oakland A's, and then I got traded to the Chicago White Sox, and that's when I was in AA here um, with the Barons. And while I was here, I met my now wife, Rachel, and um, so I always kind of joke and say, you know, I met a girl and I stuck around. And then, uh, <laughs> But I left, I left college at Arkansas early because um, I was drafted after my sophomore year. And so when I stopped playing baseball, I wanted to go back and just get my degree. And so UAB was, I was in Birmingham, and UAB was, had a great business school, and um, it kind of just, the stars aligned and I feel really fortunate that I uh, got accepted. And so I decided to go back to school and get my education and then, um, graduated in 2019. And then, um, and then now we're here. So I've been, you know, again, I was fortunate to, um, play baseball and meet a bunch of guys. And, um, but one of the things that I learned while I was playing was that, um, there's a, there's a huge misconception. Everyone thinks that all these athletes have millions of dollars and that it's this glamorous lifestyle and things. But when I was in the minor leagues, man, it's like so grindy. I mean, you're dealing with, um, you have some guys that are some bonus babies, they get a million dollars, but the majority of guys, you know, you get, you know, a log of skull and a plane ticket. We kind of joke about it. You know, you don't really get paid anything. And then it's $600 every two weeks just to get to the big leagues. So when you're in the minors, it's not glamorous. I mean, you're in an apartment with four guys and um, you know, everyone's got a blow up mattress. It's all just, you're just trying to, you know, keep your head above water. And so when I realized that that's kind of the lifestyle, I said, you know, I think I'm going to make it. I'm playing and I'm practicing as, as if I'm going to make it to the big leagues. But what if I don't make it? While I was playing baseball uh, with the Barons in 2015, um, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it kind of, it really transformed and, and um, changed how I view the world and how I look at money and how I understand income and expenses and assets and liabilities. And so before, um, my whole goal was to just work extremely hard and trade my time for money to go out there and, and earn more, um, whether it was baseball or, or whatever it was, or a job or anything. But 
um, this book kind of flipped everything that I thought about money in the world on its head and realized that, you know, rich people or the upper class of, of people, they don't go and trade their time for money. They actually go take their money and they go buy assets that pay them passive income. And once I kind of learned that, um, it changed how I viewed everything. So uh, while I was still playing baseball, I began to invest in real estate. I, I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I'm just, I jumped in and I said, I got to figure this out. So I started calling up everybody that I knew, all my dad's friends that um, I knew had a rental property or flipped a house or whatever. I mean, I was like, I'm buying them dinner, I'm buying them lunch, I'm taking them to coffee. Anything that I could do to um, learn what they're doing and how they how they became successful. And I just said, look, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I just need to do what the pros are doing. Like, you know, I was always told when I was in when I was playing professionally, like, if you want to get to the big leagues, do what the big leaguers are doing. You know, walk how they walk, practice how they practice, then you'll get to where they want to be, where they are. And so that's kind of how I approached this investing idea. And so I just began to I, I bought rentals. And I look back now, I kind of joke, um, you know, the first three houses that I bought in Kokomo, Indiana, I would never buy those properties now because there probably wasn't a very good deal just because of what I know now. But I got in the game and I started. And that's kind of how I've been fortunate to get to, you know, the owning as many rentals now as I have, fortunately, is because I just decided to jump in and do it and just learn trial by fire. And so, um, yeah, we're fortunate now. My wife and I, we have about 92 rental units. We've we're building um, 150 storage units up in Indiana. We just got storage units up in Coleman under contract. So um, things are really moving and shaking, but I feel so fortunate because if I wouldn't have taken that first action, that step of action, I wouldn't have the the mindset or the thoughts of what I could achieve now because of where I started. Yeah, that is so awesome. And obviously, I love your wife, Rachel, because <laughs> she's my best friend. <laughs> um, and so it's been great to like, and also watch you over these past, you know, so many years, like just transform your whole thing. And it's been taking off. And that's so awesome. So when you were in the, you know, grinding and living with the, you know, random roommates on the blow up mattresses, you know, what is something that you noticed that really, besides reading your favorite book of all time, <laughs> um, what is something that you noticed that other people were doing that you knew you did not need to do? Yeah, that's a great, um, a great point. And I, I actually was a part of the mistake that I've, uh, that all those guys did. And the first thing that they did, and I did, and I, and I hate it, but it's also kind of part of my story now, but Everyone, when they get that first signing bonus, even if it's like 20 grand, they go and spend every dollar of it on a, just a new car, a new vehicle, like immediately after you get the check. And so, I mean, I did it. I'm totally guilty of it. I was, I was uh, susceptible to um, the, the thing that I now wish I didn't do. But um, the whole idea is I want to look rich. Everyone just has this idea, oh, I want to look like a major leaguer. I want to look and play the part. But then you realize that that signing bonus check of $50,000 is a one-time, you know, payment, basically. You know, when you get to the big leagues and you sign a deal or whatever, then it maybe changes. But right now, the majority of every guy that I know, or even even people our age, it's we want to look the part. We want to say, okay, what can we afford? And then that's our marker for what we go out there and how we spend our money. What I've tried to do and how I've looked at and how I kind of teach and mentor some of the guys that I work with now is I say, okay, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a nice car, wanting to have nice things, wanting to go buy you know, a new watch or um, whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, is how are you paying for it? How are you financing it? And so before most people would save up their money 
and they save up $20,000 and they go buy another car and they would deplete their entire checking account and save it back up again. They kind of get on this little hamster wheel where what I was taught and how I learned from the Rich Dad Poor Dad book was, okay, you can still go out and have nice things. If I want to go buy a new vehicle and that car is going to cost me $400 a month in a payment, let me, let me be patient and instead of just going and buying the vehicle or financing it and going and trading my time at work for that $400, let me go buy a, a real estate investment that's going to throw off $400 a month of passive income, and then that will be my car payment. So moving forward, how I have now financed everything that I do, everything, it's instead of, instead of even, I think about even a Netflix account, if I want to go buy you know, Netflix for 10 bucks a month, I'm not going to go pick up an extra shift. I'm going to go and find a dividend stock that's going to pay 10 bucks a month, or I'm going to go find, again, it's, that's a smaller way of thinking, but I want to go find something that's paying me passive income in order to go finance anything that I do. And so that's kind of the approach that I've taken to when I want to go buy something, when I want to go on a trip, when I want to go do something uh, with friends, we go somewhere. Okay, let me go find a piece of real estate that's going to throw off the cash flow that I need to go and accomplish or buy what I want. Right. When you were, you know, make, when you made that, when did you realize that when you bought that car that it was a bad idea? I, I didn't realize probably for like <laughs> three more years because um, because I did it two more times. I bought my dad and my brother a freaking car. So, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my dad's still driving that car, so it's great. It's but it's just the way that I went about it that I would have totally changed, you know. But I didn't know any better, you know. I'm twenty. I'm a twenty year old kid that was fortunate to get a signing bonus, so I did what I see everybody else do. I didn't know any better. So um, again, I feel fortunate that I stumbled upon this book and it kind of just changed how I thought. And again, the book is, um, it's not gonna, you know, it's, it's, it's like that, that's a product, you know, it's the process of how you, you know, you live your everyday life or whatever. But um, again, I don't know if that's, I wouldn't do the same thing ever again, you know, now <laughs> that I know what I know. But again, I'm glad that I did it because I learned from it and I won't, and, and, it's just the actions that I took then that have made me to kind of taking, making the decisions now that I make today. Awesome. Well, what does your day-to-day look like right now? Um, what do you do as far as finding new properties or, you know, it's a little infinite, the little infinite banking <laughs> world, um, small world of people yeah. that really know what's going on in that world. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, my day-to-day is, you know, I feel fortunate. I'm in 100% control of my time. Um, I make the meetings with who I want. I go look at the properties when I want, things like that. But um, what I what I've I, I stumbled upon this idea about four years ago. It's called infinite banking, and it's, essentially what it is is it's it's a high powered checking account. And what they do is you use a whole life insurance product or an insurance contract. And when most people think about insurance, they think of it as a death benefit play. That's the only thing because that's what um, you know, a lot of financial entertainers talk about is, you know, buy term and invest the difference or whatever they're saying. Well, this is essentially we're using a whole life insurance contract and you get these really cool attributes of insurance, which you get a four and a half percent rate of return on, a in, on in a checking account, guaranteed growth, liquidity, tax free. And there's really cool. The straw that stirs the drink is uninterrupted compound interest. And what that means is you're able to actually access the money inside this contract and you're actually borrowing the insurance company's money, not your own. So your money just continues to grow at 4.5% interest without ever being interrupted. And all the growth inside of this contact, contract is tax-free. And again, you get a death benefit on the back end. It's a nice little box to check. But 
Um, I ended up finding this product and I've been using it for myself and how I fund and finance all my real estate deals. And um, I like showing people just a, a different way of thinking. So you also like to show people on your YouTube channel. Yeah. So um, Sanburn, what is your YouTube channel? Uh, gosh, Sanburn Holdings or, or uh, just the Nolan Sanburn, you know. Just just search his name. Yeah, just searching <laughs> on there. You, you probably see me throwing some baseballs too, giving up home runs and things like that as well. So, <laughs> But uh, no, I, I started a YouTube page. I've, I've even started a TikTok. It's hilarious. Um, I do it simply because uh, I just want to educate people. I'm big on educating um, because this is something that everybody can do, whether it's real estate, whether it's infinite banking. Um, and again, that's not going to get you rich. The product is not going to make you wealthy. It's, it's how you use it. It's the process of it. And so um, that's kind of the way I just love to educate people. I love helping other people that want to achieve or get better than who they were bef the day before. So again, I'm like, don't, don't compete against you know, your peers. That's not who it is. Compete against the person you were the day before. That's kind of the way I look at it. And I just say, let's just get better step, step by step, day by day. Love it. Love it. So, Nolan, such a pleasure. It was so fun. As you can tell, Nolan has a great uh, voice for podcasting. He even had his own podcast. <laughs> um, I remember when that came out, and um, I guess you haven't really been posted into that, but maybe you need to bring it back. I, don't I, know. I might bring it back. I don't know. That this the, may have inspired you. To it may, well, it you guys have way better equipment than I had. I was using like a <laughs> pillowcase as like my sound system, so I was, <laughs> it was not very professionally done like the way you guys are doing it, so... But uh, yeah, I feel super fortunate to be here. I mean, I'm very um, open to questions and thoughts and anything I can do to help anybody that's wanting to, you know, hopefully get to the next level. Great. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in next time and go Blazers. Mm -hmm.